0: Hello everyone, my name is Jonathan Hewitt and welcome to the Conservative Voice Show, your place for honest, controversial, and the hottest in political conversation. So what's up my patriots and welcome back to the Conservative Voice Show. So today, hold on to your seat, pull up your britches, it's going to be a big one. Alright, so for once, maybe the only time this will ever happen, I have agreed with something that AOC has said as she calls for new leadership in the House. We'll go over that as Joe Biden continues to be the host of his own comedy show. Surprised he's not like a host of Saturday Night Live. And the DNI announces they will not meet the president's deadline. Along at the very end, we will go over everything that we know about the Swalwell scandal and what it all means. All of that and more on today's show, so make sure you stick around. But before we get into it, guys and gals, as you listen to the show, if you like what you hear, go ahead, hit that subscribe button, so you can be the first to know when a new episode releases, and leave me a review. I would love to know what you think about the show, your thoughts, your comments, and anything else like that, and I think at 100 episodes... I'll do a special where I'll find some of the favorite of my favorite reviews and I'll read them out loud, read them out loud on the show, talk to you about it, and talk to all of you that have supported me in the beginning of this show. So, like I said, if you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button, leave a review, and let's get started. Alright, so in the last few days, AOC had an interview with The Intercept, which is a podcast um, that does interviews with like political leaders and things like that. And I think after her two years in office, AOC has actually said something that I can finally get behind, or at least part of it, because let's be honest, she can't say a whole thing that I'm going to, well, any conservative is going to wholeheartedly agree with, but I will give credit where credit is due. In an interview done with The Intercept, AOC says that the House needs new leadership. Representative, Honorable Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I agree. Pelosi... Needs to go because Nancy Pelosi has been at the helm of the Democratic caucus for far too long. All right. So here's a clip of AOC in the Intercept saying that Pelosi has to go. Isn't this grounds, though, to take a stand and say, no, I'm sorry, Nancy Pelosi should not be the speaker and Chuck Schumer should not be the leader? Well, you know, I do think that we need new leadership in the Democratic Party. I think one of the things that I have struggled with, I think that a lot of people struggle with, is the internal dynamics of the house all right so where i cannot agree with her is that she says that if nancy leaves speakership that the house risks someone more conservative coming in and of course that is going to be a terrible 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 thing for the progressive agenda of somebody more conservative than nancy pelosi just the idea of putting. Pelosi as a conservative in the exact same sentence just almost gives me like, like, like heartburn. Like I just get like actual heartburn thinking about the fact that Pelosi being casted as a conservative. Okay. Anyway, so I will agree that Nancy Pelosi needs to go. I I am a firm believer that we need younger people in politics. We need younger people at the helm of the American country those that believe in American values and American institutions, because I do not understand why every single member of federal politics is geriatric. Why you have a Speaker of the House who's like 80 years old. Hey, I mean like Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell's like 70 years old. You have the two candidates for presidency this year, both in their late 70s and early, going to be in their early 80s, right? So you have like the oldest members of American society trying to run the government in a world full of young Americans, Right, I, I have never understood that, but what I will tell you guys is that if you are interested in hearing it, you can go on over to the intercept. You can find them. This is definitely not a like publicity thing for them. They don't, they didn't give me anything to talk about it. I just found it. I only listened to about 25 minutes or so of the interview, because that's only, that's the most that I can stomach, and of aoc at one time. So, it's absolutely hilarious. So in it, in it, she talks about something that I've been talking about. For weeks now. And that is that there is a problem inside the House, right? That the Democratic Party like, is having an issue and there's turmoil within, inside their party. And let me tell you, it is absolutely hilarious. It's hilarious to watch AOC just clash her own party, right? Like a time when those progressives are going to need the backing of the Democratic Caucus if they're going to push these agendas. To listen to AOC just like demonize the rest of the Democrats, is pretty funny to listen to. So if you want some comedy, go over there and watch it. But what I've been telling you guys for weeks now is there is the internal wars that the House is fighting. You have the radical progressives like AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, that want to fundamentally change the American values and the American system, pitted against the conservative Democratic base who wish to still hold true to those American values, that their caucus does, and we saw this right after the election, right in that in that coveted phone call between the House Democrats, where the moderates told the progressives, like you almost lost me the election, and in a year where we should have picked up, like it should have been a sweeping win for the House, those progressive ideas like defund the police, healthcare for all, socialist Democrats, all of that lost them dozens of seats within the House that so they should have won, right. And so I think that it's all together going to culminate in this sort of like firestorm that Biden's going to have to control and put out. What I think the real question is, is how will he go about putting it out? Will he put it out by snuffing out the progressives and striking down their radical beliefs? Like everyone says he's going to be. Because remember, somehow Biden got framed as like the bulwark for like, Moderates inside the Democratic Party, or will he put an end to it by giving in to the progressives who are going to relentlessly attack him and demand that he bow to their agenda? And we're already kind of seeing that in the in the idea that all these people, like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg, who was recently signed a cabinet position, all of these like widespread progressives are just wanting these cabinet positions, attacking for these cabinet positions demanding that he does radical things within the first day of presidency, within the first 100 days of presidency. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how Biden controls his own house. I'm sorry, not his own house, but controls the party, his party, within the house, and how the internal turmoil and working internals of the Democratic House are going to portray themselves and give to the American people in the next two years moving forward, Right. Alright guys, so speaking of Joe Biden, um, he has once again uh, made his own comedy show and kind of his own like little skit, if you would say. So Biden made a trip down to Georgia over the last couple days. And like I said, of course, anytime Biden talks, we get some good laughs, some good clips of it, and well, this time was no different. So we are going to listen to a clip, and let me tell you guys... Here, the listen to the horns of victory begin. All right, here is Joe Biden completely mispronouncing the name of one of the people his administration desperately needs to be elected if he hopes to complete anything in his presidency. So here he is, the one, the only, the president-elect of the United States, Joe Biden. Home for your next United States Senator, John Harshman. All right. So in a report from Fox new news written by Vandana. Ram-Burin, which, by the way, I don't know who she is. I've never met her in my life. But her articles always seem to be on point. Miss Rambran or Mrs. Rambran, keep up the good work. All right. So it says President-elect Joe Biden mispronounced Democratic Senate hopeful John Ossoff's name during an election event Tuesday ahead of the crucial runoff races. Right? Which we just heard. Honk your horn. Or I'm sorry. honk for your next United States Senator, John Orsoff. Biden said in Atlanta while stumping for for Ossoff and Raphael Warnock in his first campaign event since clinching the presidential election in November, including the state of Georgia, which has has historically been red. Although Biden's frequent gaffes have been a laughing matter for his opponents, the presidential election trip comes the day after members of the Electoral College met in all 50 states and the District of Columbia formalizing the vice Former Vice President's 306 to 232 electoral vote victory over President Trump. So, that is true. But what I think is even more important, I've been saying this for weeks too, guys, and you're going to hear me keep saying that, is that as Republicans right now, like, the elections in Georgia come before the official electoral count in the House, right? So, as Republicans, we need to be hyper-focused on these Senate races in Georgia. Right. That's why, as a GOP member, I volunteered to go down there, and that's what we all need to be doing. We all need to be focusing on trying to ensure that um, Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue that they do indeed become and get reelected. And why is that so important? It's because think about this. Right now, the Senate has we have we have the majority. Republicans have the majority inside the Senate. If The Democrats win both of those houses. I'm sorry, both of those seats. That'll put it at a 50-50 split tie inside the Senate. Well, we all know the Constitution then gives the tie-breaking vote to the Vice President. So then we we will then give the tie-breaking vote to Kamala Harris, which is something we absolutely cannot, will not, absolutely cannot allow to happen. And that is why ensuring that either Kelly Loeffler or David Perdue when the election is imperative to the Senate holding the majority, that can work as kind of like a backstop to the radical progressive agenda that Biden and his administration is going to, to ultimately enact. Biden said in that in the interview with, I believe it was CNN, that he has a progressive agenda that he wants to enact. And so our only defense against that, if he's elected, is going to be in the Senate, right? And of course, they those two senators, Leffler and Purdue, are coming under huge scrutiny. So in that same article by Fox News, it says your two Republican senators fully embraced what Texas was selling the Supreme Court. Biden said, taking aim at a Republican incumbent, Senator Kelly Leffler and David Perdue, who both supported the Trump-backed lawsuit to challenge the presidential results, which were tossed out by the Supreme Court. They fully embraced nullifying nearly 5 million Georgia votes. You might want to remember that come January 5th. Further punctuating the importance of this specific race is the massive spending effort by Biden and his party to get Ossoff and Warnock elected. Biden's presidential campaign and the DNC have spent roughly $5 million so far in the two January 5th elections, a Biden campaign official confirmed on Friday to Fox News. The president-elect also paying for about 50 staff members based in Georgia to remain in the key battleground state. And the campaign adds that its efforts... In the state are being aided by approximately a dozen anal- anal- analytics and tech staffers. The Biden campaign and DNC are also raising money directly for Ossoff and Warnock, with sources confirming to Fox News that nearly ten million dollars has been raised. The president elect on Thursday announced the launch the launch of Flip Georgia Fund as he urged supporters to donate to Osof and Warnock. Alright guys, so here's my whole thing is and here's my prediction, and I will go on record right now saying this. I think that Kelly Leffler will beat Warnock based on just the fact of Warnock's radical, just just outright communistic statements. He's eating dinner with communists, he's the help dinner parties for communists. He he supported a a um, pastor who I'm part of my French who said God, it ain't God bless America, it's God damn America. You also have Warnock who said that every single person inside the government is the real thugs and that the criminals out on the streets aren't criminals. So I think that Kelly has a very, very good chance of beating Warnock. My only concern is that is I think that there is a chance that Ossoff may beat Purdue. And the reason I said that is there's reports that are currently coming out and attack ads coming out from the left saying that Ossoff, I'm sorry, not Ossoff, that Purdue knew about the virus. And after a classified briefing about the virus, did inside partner trading based on the coronavirus, invested in Pfizer and a bunch of other things, right, in order to make money. I think if any of that becomes substantiated and if any of that goes any farther than where it's at right now, that uh, that Ossoff will be Purdue. And so that is my, I'm not saying that's going to happen. That is just my, my like guess or my hypothesis about how it's going. But as always, guys, Joe, the fact that Joe Biden went down there and then made a fool of himself is going to be swept under the rug by the media. And it just goes to show and highlight the importance of those Senate elections, right? All right. Let's move on to probably one of the. Probably the two biggest stories of today, right? And that is, the first one is that the DNI and is going to be late and delayed in giving the report requested by the president, right? So he enacted an executive order that said 45 days after the election that he wanted a report from the DNI, stating that, talking about the influence that foreign players may have had in the election. So the report will outline if there was any foreign influence or interference into the 2020 election, along with other intelligence, right? That report is now going to be late. So according to Bloomberg, um, who's reporting for him? Jennifer Jacobs with Bloomberg reports. President Donald Trump's spy chief won't meet Friday his deadline to submit a classified report to Congress on foreign efforts to sway the November 3rd election, officials said. Because of arguments within the intelligence committee, Community over whether China should be cited more prominently for its attempts to influence American voters. A statement from the Director of National Intelligence, John Ratcliffe's office, on Wednesday night said the deadline won't be met because career officers in the intelligence community say they've received relevant reporting since the election and a number of agencies have not finished coordinating on the product. All right, let's just start there, right? It makes you wonder why the report is not actually finished. And I'm not one for conspiracy theories. I am. I believe that the evidence is the evidence, and the truth shall come out. And if there is no evidence that support those theories, then it didn't happen, right? But with that being said, I find it funny that the same person who before, like right after the election, said there was a zero interference in the 2020 election, is now holding out, signing the completing of a document that would prove that there was no interference in the 2020 election, right? It makes you wonder what is in that document that he does not want the President and Congress and the rest of the government to know about, right? So now on the other side of the coin, the DNI may be also trying to do the best thing that he can, right? Seeing that not only because they have to look at the fact that of interference in this election, you also have the Hunter Biden scandal, about how he influences, influenced Joe Biden in the election, and there and whether or not the Biden family is compromised. You now also have the rising story, which we'll get to here in a few minutes, of Eric Swallow, the representative, who may have been compromised by a Chinese spy, right? So there's a chance that there's just so much information having to be compiled into these reports and talked about inside the intelligence community that it's just taking longer than it like, was expected or that it should, right? But like I said, the timing of them saying that they cannot meet the deadline days before the due date and with everything else going on and then Ratcliffe's history on the election fraud question is definitely drawing concerns of Americans, especially those who feverishly believe that there is interference in the 2020 election. If you're on TikTok, Clapper, Instagram, Twitter, Parler, you can find countless of videos, posts of people speaking out about the corruption inside. Um, I'm sorry, the corruption inside the intelligence community coming from the director of national um, intelligence, from the director of national intelligence. Right? Because of this, and ultimately, when the report's finished, we hope that it has the truth and everything regarding national security in it. The question is, is when the report's going to be finished and what is all going to be included in that report? And that is the question, right? But like I said, I am not one to hold conspiracy theories, whether Ratcliffe is holding out based on the fact that he there is Chinese there is intelligence suggesting that Biden is compromised and that there was foreign influence into the election and he knows this and so he's holding out signing it. I'm not one to just immediately jump on that train right? As it's chugging along, I'm not, I can't do that. But I will agree and say that the timing of the release that they are not going to be able to complete the document is very, very suspicious. All right. So let's get on to the juicy news that's been just filling Fox News, CNN, New York Times, Washington Post, Bloomberg, Breitbart, American One, One News, all the news that you can imagine, right? And that is going to be um, Eric Swallow and the whole Chinese Chinese spy scandal, right? Let's start with a report from Fox News, where written by Michael Ruiz, where, according to him, a group of seventeen Republican House members sent a letter to Speaker Nancy Pelosi Tuesday, urging her to in quote immediately remove. Democratic Representative Eric Swalwell from the House Intelligence Committee. It comes in response to reports over his past ties to a spy from China who posed as a college student, networked with up-and-coming American officials, and allegedly slept with a pair of Midwestern mayors. Because of Representative Swalwell's position on the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, his close interactions with Chinese intelligence services, however unintentional they may be, are an unacceptable national security risk, the letter reads. And gosh darn it, representatives, I 100% agree with you, right? So I will say this, and I've said this about Biden and his interaction and his son's interactions with the Chinese government. When you look at getting the security clearance, whether it be from the Department of Homeland Security, whether it be from the DOD, whether it be from the Department of Defense, whatever, I'm sorry, the DOD or the State Department or whatever agency is looking at giving you a security clearance, One of the primary things they look at is your ability... Well, first off, is your foreign contacts. What your foreign contacts are, what they're involved in, things like that. And the second is the the potential for you to be compromised by foreign agencies, foreign officials, or foreign government, right? And so from everything we're about to go over, I think that there is very, very... Like, there is evidence that that would suggest that Swalwell is, whether it be unintentional or not, compromised. That same article by Fox News continues, says, Noting that the committee handles some of the most sensitive information our government possesses, information critical to national defense, the letter continued, We urge you to immediately remove Representative Swalwell from his position on the House Intelligence Committee. All right. So what is it that causes those 17 GOP members to say that? Well, let's dive into it, guys. We are going to dive in everything that we know about, from where it started, where we went, what happened, that we know about Swalwell and the Chinese spy. So like I said, we've all heard about it, about Representative Eric Swalwell, who has been found to have ties to the Chinese spy, which of itself is big news. The bigger news. Or the kicker, like I said, and which we found out from, if you didn't know, that Swallow currently sits on the House Intelligence Committee. So to get this little like party started, we have to go back before Swallow was a representative, back in 2012, but when he was an upcoming star in the Bay Area politics. So Swallow graduated in 2006 from the University of Maryland with a JD. And from 2006 to 2012, he served as a Deputy District Attorney for the Alameda County in California. From 2010 to 2012, he was then elected as a member of the Dublin Town Council, so he sat in a political position there. And this was his first step into politics. And also sometime in that is also where he met Christine Fang, or Fang Fang, whatever you want to call her, right? Then in 2012, Swalwell ran for Congress in California's 15th congressional district and won. In 2019, he announced that. A potential presidential rant run, but he ultimately um, opted out and resigned from that election. Or, I'm sorry, from that campaign. And then in 2020, he ran uh, for re-election and remains represent and won and remains representative for California's 15th district. So, since being in Congress, Swalwell has served in in on one committee and is currently serving on another that raised grave concerns when it comes to the potential of him being compromised by a Chinese spy. And that is that he formally sat on the Homeland Security Committee until he took a leave of absence there to serve on the Intelligence Committee. Since serving on that Intelligence Committee, he has become a member of the Intelligence Modernization and Readiness Subcommittee. Now, since 2012, right, when he potentially may have met this this young uh, Fang Fang or Christine Fang who was a student and became close to him, the... Real question that should be asked about Swalwal and the spy is Did he leak national security information to her either on purpose or inadvertently? Those are the questions, right? Because that is the most important is understanding if and how much information was indeed disclosed. Because there's something they teach you when you're dealing with like national security information, and it's called being honeypotted. Pretty much, men, we are susceptible to the woos of women, and so. Th- Foreign entities will send attractive women, get you a little boozy, start talking to you, and then even though you're not intentionally disclosing national security information, the chance that you inadvertently do it definitely poses that risk, right? So in an article written by Ashley Coleman in the Business Insider, she reports that Tucker Carlson said that the U.S. intelligence officials believe that Swalwell and the woman had a sexual relationship that Swalwell's office declined to comment on fox news was then told that told the insider that the suspicious of sexual relationship between swallow and the woman originate from original reporting now just because swallow won't respond whether confirming or denying doesn't mean that there was a sexual relationship but you would think that if there wasn't like there was not a sexual relationship that the the congressman would strike that down and give a statement saying that there wasn't to clear the air, especially seeing that he sits on one of the most sensitive committees inside the House. On the same note of that, I will I will mention that having a sexual relationship with someone if he did, doesn't necessarily mean that he disclosed national security interest, but it does raise a valid concern seeing that it was found that Feng Feng was a Chinese spy. Alright, so in an article also written by Axios, which we know Axios is not lovers of the conservatives or anything like that. It's written by Bethany Allen Abraham Zach Dorfman uh, of the Aspen Institute. It says, A suspected Chinese intelligence operative developed extensive ties with local and national politicians, including a U.S. congressman, in what U.S. officials believe was a political intelligence operation run by the Chinese main civilian spy agency between 2011 and 2015. The alleged operation offers a rare window into Beijing's on how Beijing has tried to gain access to and influence U.S. political circles. So, the woman at the center of this is a Chinese national named Feng Feng or Christine Feng, targeted up and coming local politicians in the Bay Area. Even though U.S. officials do not believe Feng received or passed on classified information. The case, in quote, was a big deal because there were some really, really sensitive people that were caught up in the intelligence network, a current senior U.S. intelligence official said. Right. Among the most significant targets of Fang's effort was Representative Eric Swalwell, the Democrat from California. Fang took part in the fundraising activities from Swalwell's 2014 re-election campaign. According to a Bay Area political operative and current U.S. intelligence official, Swalwell's office was directly aware of these activities on its behalf, the political operative said. That same political operative, who witnessed Feng fundraising on Swallow's behalf, found no evidence of illegal contributions. The Federal Election Commission records don't indicate Feng herself made any donations, which are prohibited from foreign nationals. Feng helped place at least one intern, though, in Swallow's office, according to those same two people, and interacted with Swalwa at multiple events over the course of several years. And this right here guys is what raises the deep concern is what is the extent of Swalwell's either culpability or how deep does it go, right? It raises deep concerns on China's ability to create those relationships that have potential to lead to classified information being disclosed. And so what it really brings up is it brings up one it relates that that um, the National Intelligence uh, Report that's being compiled, it obviously has to look at this and what the Chinese government was trying to achieve, but it also brings up a huge, huge thing when you have a representative sitting on a House Intelligence Committee that may be compromised by the Chinese government following the same time that the potential president-elect of the United States family member, at the very least, is compromised by the Chinese government, and so you have all these inner workings that I don't think it looks good. I, and I think it is definitely, definitely, definitely raises widespread concern about our security when you have two of the two of the most influential members in government that are now are potentially compromised by a communist party. It'll be interesting. I think to see how that turns out. I think it'll be interesting to see if. They actually do remove him from that committee. I know the last time that we looked and we saw Nancy Pelosi a few days ago say that she was not concerned about Swellwell's interaction with Feng Feng and the fact that he may be compromised by the Chinese government. So it'll be interesting to see, especially how Biden reacts to this, when he takes office in January on how he will, like, I guess, like, wade that water in trying to figure out and, and put a squash to what could be huge, huge scandals that take place within his administration. All right, guys, so that is it for today. Thank you guys for listening to the Conservative Voice Show. And like I said at the beginning, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, leave me a review. I would love to read them. And as always, guys, I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Stay safe out there, and God bless.